Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome to the official EDC Orlando 2022 recap and review episode. These are some of my favorite to do because you guys are going to get all of the details and the tea and the behind the scenes content of what went on at the festival this year. So you're going to get honest feedback, opinions, pros and cons list, best sets, all of the best highlights from EDC Orlando, as well as some hilarious moments that, you know, will be in my memories forever. So that is what you are in store for today. Stick around and we will be right back. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, a podcast dedicated to fans of EDM and music festival culture. My name is Emma Capotis, a festival fanatic and dance music enthusiast who turned my passion for raving into an online career working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Festival tips, advice, hot topics, industry news, music, and more are all discussed here. Think of me as your unofficial rave mom here to help you navigate the EDM community and festival world. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. All right, guys, welcome to the episode. This is part two. If you guys didn't catch part one, we did a full Slumberland Music Festival review, which was awesome. So definitely go check that out. But we are back now to continue the episode. And I'm welcoming back my guest, Jaunty. Hello. Hi. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> of course. Well, Jaunty, can you do another quick like introduction to yourself really quickly for anybody who may not have caught the first part of this in, uh, interview, I guess, episode? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm John T. Um, I'm from Ohio. I am part of the Lunchbox team. I'm the manager um, of merchandise and operations as well. Um, I am a raver, a headbanger, and a lover of all things blur. <laughs> Amazing. So we are so excited to continue on this on in this episode. But before we dive into things, I have to share a quick message from today's sponsor, Keen. Uh, Jaunty, have you ever gotten a psychic reading or a tarot card reading done? I have not actually. Ah, okay. So basically what Keen is, it's an online platform that connects you with all different types of talented astrologers, psychic reading, psychic readers, tarot readers, like all different types of readers that you can browse based on their rating, their experience. Um, so is, is there like a specific area of your life that you would want to like ask questions about or want any clarity on right now? Oh my God. I mean, yes, but I think the most one I would ask about would probably be my dating life. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yes. So you can I actually love get love readings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you have like a specific thing in mind, it could be like a career reading or you can do a general one, um, or it could be love related. It doesn't matter. There's all these options, but you guys can go to trykeen.com backslash RCC, and you can get the first 10 minutes of your reading for $1.99, which will actually add up to about $99 in savings overall, which is amazing. Um, and again, you can browse through the readers and see who you like. You can base it around a topic, um, see their ratings and testimonials and all that good stuff. So you can connect with somebody that you really like. Uh, so again, we have a special deal for you guys. I will leave a link down below in the description box trykeen.com backslash RCC. 
get your first 10 minutes for $1.99, over $99 in savings, you guys. So go check it out. John T, if you check it out, let us know how accurate your reading is. (laughs) I love it. All right, guys. So let's get into our EDC recap. So I want to start off by saying, John T, it was your first EDCO. So what, what expectations did you have going into it? Totally. Yeah. So I've been to Vegas before and uh, this is like you said, my first EDCO and everyone kind of told me it's basically Las Vegas just scaled down and that could not be more accurate. It literally was that. Um, and I actually preferred it because, you know, in Vegas, it feels like you have to trek like two miles to get to a different stage where here mm-hmm. it was very easy to kind of hop around to different stages, check out different artists. Um, and that's exactly what we did. So I yeah. actually for the scale and the size of ED, EDCO. Ooh, hot take coming in. All right, the <laughs> beginning. Take, yes. How would you say too, though, like for, let's say, I mean, Neon Garden was kind of a much bigger scale too, but even for like kinetic and circuit, circuit grounds, did you still feel like those were really big stages though, even for like a smaller festival than Vegas? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it definitely had the exact same feeling, especially Kinetic. I do feel like they scaled down the stage of Kinetic, um, but it still held that value of just this massive, beautiful production. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it was a very similar vibe to, to Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we love to hear that. Yeah, no, I, I have like a comparison video, but I think it's like a good beginner fest, like entryway festival for people. I always say this, but it's a good bang for your buck. Like, over the years, it keeps getting better and better. And I think the quality of it, the production, the size, like everything I think is worth the money. Cause it's usually, it's way less money than a lot of the other insomniac events. I think it's usually in like the two hundreds, I want to say. Um, but I want to start off by kind of taking you guys through the weekend, right? So this is a three day festival, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I think we left at separate times on Friday, but just to give you guys some background. So, I was not technically working this event. I wasn't working with um, Insomniac. I was working with Slumberland Festival doing some content. But of course, like going on site, I like to shoot my festival vlogs and my content. And we actually had the opportunity to work with Jeannie, who is an amazing bass artist that we'll talk about. We were shooting her set on Saturday. So I was lucky enough to get an artist guest pass, which I had never had at EDC Orlando. And that just gives you different access levels and you have access to the artist compound on site. So I went into it being like, okay, if I could get some content with some artists, that would be really cool. But I wanted to go in early on Friday because Beatbox was a sponsor of EDC Orlando and we had a really cool mobile bar activation going on. And we had arranged to do a community rally between the House of Player community and the Beatbox community. And it was going to be like 3 p.m. on Friday, which is kind of like very early on into the festival. So I went in early with our friends, Tom, Leo, and Michelle. We got the shuttle buses from Summerland. And on the way there, mind you, we had just dealt with Hurricane Nicole. That bad bitch came and rolled right over Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck We're not shit up. <laughs> it was not great. Go back and watch Slumberland part one to hear our thoughts on the hurricane. Um, So that had happened. And we like, we're not sure what was going to happen with EDC guys. Like we were in Florida being like, is it going to get delayed? Can they get their shit together on time? Because some behind the scenes action for you. People are, the vendors are supposed to load in on Thursday. If you guys didn't know this. And 
they did not load in on Thursday because of the hurricane. So I'm getting all this information being like, there's no way the festival's going to open on time because like the vendors aren't even loaded in. So they had people loading in at 6 a.m. on Friday. So I was like, this has got to, this has got to push things back or something like that. That's crazy. So I'm like knowing that this is all happening. The hurricane really did not affect the festival, which was great. The stages were all intact. Nothing got ruined other than some of the like pop-up tents that were supposed to be near like the security and ID check. Like a bunch of those got blown over and were broken, but that was like the extent of the damage. The grounds weren't that bad a lot of there is grass but a lot of it is gravel or like pavement as well so like luckily the grounds weren't like that fucked up but we're on the shuttle at like 2 p.m and I had some people who got in right when the gates opened and they were texting me like half the festival is closed like they barricaded half the festival and I'm like huh that's weird (laughs) that shouldn't be like that okay and I'm looking at the clouds and the clouds are like black like it's so dark I'm like this is not good what's going on here like are they going to do a delayed (laughs) opening so we're thinking this on the way and I believe you guys said that Summerland like paused the shuttles right like they weren't going Ah, yeah so um around that time is when they issued a severe thunderstorm warning so it's like everything just halted you couldn't really get in or get out from Slumberland geez yeah no so I mean it was probably smart because we were almost there and we were thinking like, well, are they going to tell us to like seek shelter or like shelter in place? Like, what are they going to say? Are we going to get here and like get off the shuttles and not be able to go in? So luckily they didn't do that. But when I got there, I was dropped off at the South entrance, which is the circuit grounds entrance. And because I had an artist pass, I like literally walked around almost the entire perimeter of the festival to figure out where the artist entrance was, which was fun. And it was all the way at the North entrance, which is near neon garden. So when I get there, there's all these people in line and they're not letting them in. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, why is that happening? And then I realized they, I felt so bad because you guys didn't get there yet. Everyone who got dropped off at the North was told to walk all the way around to the South. They had the North entrance closed because that side of the festival was closed. So I had to mention that because we got to talk about the pros and cons and like things that went right and went wrong. And that definitely did not go right. (laughs) So these poor people were walking all the fucking way around. Um, And so when I went in, yeah, it's a rough star. And I was just so confused because they didn't, as far as I know, I didn't see that communicated on their socials. Mm -hmm. I thought like the whole festival was open because they said it was open. So um, I was like live tweeting and live Instagram storying to tell people like what the fuck is going on. So I got in and then the scene I saw, cause I went in kind of near neon garden and kinetic was like, they were still loading in alcohol. Like they were still building shit. Shit was still getting set up mm-hmm. and it was completely like a ghost town other than the people working. And then when I walked up, there was a barricade that went kind of like around and behind uh, Corona electric beach. So only Corona and circuit grounds were open on Friday until 3.45 p.m. is when they opened the floodgates. But I just wanted to start off by saying that because it kind of affected some of the beginning sets on Friday. And it also like affected the people at the festival because they weren't allowed to like fully use the grounds yet. But it definitely caused a little bit of a buildup inside the festival and at the security grounds. So that's how Friday started. So we did not have our meetup because the time passed and we couldn't do it. The meetup was supposed to be at the beatbox mobile bar and everything. So we just kind of um, walked around. I went and saw party shirt 
first, which I want to mention the guys because I got to interview them on the podcast and I finally met them in person and they were so fun and amazing. And they played Corona Electric Beach. So I got to like shoot some of their sets. So that was how I kicked off my my Friday. But what was the first thing you guys did when you walked into the festival? Yeah. I mean, as soon as we walked in, I think we just kind of took time. We walked around. We ran immediately for the Cascade uh, set. Yeah. Uh, our whole team was like, we were on the bus, like, go faster, drive faster to make sure yeah. we made it. <laughs> we made it there. It was so beautiful. Um, but I, I was very surprised with how well intact everything was after, you know, like you said, things were kind of blown over a little bit. Um, and even the grounds, nothing was really too bad. There were like, just kind of like little mud piles, little potholes mm. here and there. Um, but other than that, I was really, really surprised, especially with how much it was raining the day before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we made it to Cascade. We shook our booties off. Um, and then after that, we just kind of like walked around and vibed out, kind of felt out the festival in the ground. So yeah, it was yeah. a very good way to ease into Friday and into the festival for us. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like a good set to start with too. So, so the sunset sets were at like 530 every day, which I feel like is a probably a popular time for people to arrive at too. But yeah, that was kind of like, other than party shirt, Cascade was our first meeting of everyone. And the sunset was beautiful. It was like a beautiful little, like, yeah, it was, it was really gorgeous. And he played it. Uh-huh. It was a, a redux set. So yeah. that was really cool. But um, quickly, I want to talk about the stages that we had this year and your thoughts on everything. So we had kinetic, which was kinetic bloom, which was the same stage as Vegas. Uh, super beautiful. I loved it even more. Every time I looked at it, I was like, this is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those girls that are like this on the side, you know? Yeah. I literally just like stare at them. I'm like, it's just such a beautiful stage. Like (laughs) always. And I feel like they're almost looking back at me. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I see you. You see me. (laughs) Yeah. It was beautiful. I don't know. I kind of feel like this year, this every year, because I don't spend that much time at main stage anymore at Vegas because there's Mm -hmm. so many options, but at Orlando, you spend more time. Yeah. And just like the, the lighting on it, they did the fireworks. They did the drone show again, again, which was cool. They put like EDC Orlando in the sky, which was really awesome. Um, but yeah, I thought the kinetic bloom looked beautiful. And then we had neon garden next to it, which they changed the design. So it was open air and it was all these like shipping containers around it. And then what I, I don't think they had these in Vegas. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was any screens in Vegas. It was just lighting and these had screens on them, which I really liked. So there were some visuals and I don't know. I really liked neon garden in Orlando way fucking better than I liked it in Vegas. 100%. I did not, I stepped foot in Vegas just to kind of check out the stage was there for maybe five minutes and kind of moved on to the next, but I spent major time at uh, Orlando there. It, It was just such a cool setup. And like you said, the screens, the production, the vibe there was one of my favorite out of all the stages for the weekend. Yeah, I agree. The sound quality was so mm-hmm. much better. I talked about that in my Vegas review, but kind of the wind fucked up the sound quality in Vegas, but sound quality was better. They had like a set of speakers, like about halfway back. There was a ton of space. So definitely spent a lot of time there. And then circuit grounds, which is always a new design for Orlando. You always get a new circuit grounds. This was like the base stage, which years prior, it was a mix. Uh, You used to have like house and stuff. Like that was not the case this year. It was like literally all base all weekend. Uh, We got to, John T was there a lot more than me, but 
I thought the I thought the design was cool. It wasn't my favorite they've ever done, but I thought mm-hmm. it was like a sick design. Totally. Yeah. As one who, you know, spends 98% of EDC yeah. Las Vegas, <laughs> I think it, they did a really good job. Um, the lighting was beautiful. The production was beautiful. Um, they also had fireworks, the flames, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. Um, and what was really cool about that stage is what I found personally throughout the sets, if you kind of went to the sides of the crowd and then worked your way in, if there was enough space to get in and out, you could get as close as you wanted to. We basically could have walked up and made rail. Um, great vibes there. Um, yeah. but I will say as you know, the night went on and more of the popular and well-known acts came on, um, it did start getting super, super crowded. I ended up getting super nervous at one point. Um, and we made our way to the back of the crowd. I was just like, I can't do shoulder to shoulder, but yeah, uh, overall it was, it was a really good production. Sweet. Yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Cause I remember you guys saying it got like a little crazy oh. towards the end of it. Um, I want to come back and talk about VIP in a second, but yeah, so you'll, you can see in the vlogs too, what, what the stages looked like, but it was definitely, it's a standout stage for sure. Yeah. The pyro was great. Then you had stereo bloom, which has been the same now for a couple years. Uh, I always say it's underrated. It, it was like all house music Saturday and Sunday. Friday was a trance takeover, which is always beautiful. And I love that they do that. But we, I spent the most time there on Sunday for Blue Clear and Matroda, but it's just one of my favorite stages. The sound <laughs> quality is fucking incredible for a small stage. It's such a vibe. Totally. It's like more intimate because you're like in this smaller space. But I will say it was so packed for those two sets we saw on Sunday. So we ended up having to like move to the back for a little bit because we like really couldn't get that close. You know what I mean? Totally. And I feel like too, it it was almost, I found that it was very difficult to get to because for me, the way I went from circuit grounds to get back to you guys, you had to cross Daisy Lane and this year's setup. And I'm sure it was similar for past years, Orlando, you have to cross that bridge that goes over the water well, it's, it's a little constricting. And so it was very much like take little shuffle steps and hold on to your neighbor and hope for the best. Um, but once you stepped in stereo bloom, it was, it was a beautiful experience. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I I think like, um, what do you, what you call it? I don't know there. Yeah. There was something about the back that felt way more crowded in the past. It was almost as if people like, weren't really like moving that much to the sides. Like they were just staying in the center back, which was the entryway from the Daisy lane. So yeah, like kind of just like like, walked into a crowd. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. Um, but overall I'm excited to see what they do. I hope they change stereo bloom next year. Like I love the stage. It could be the same for years, but I think we've had that design now for three or four years. So I'd be excited to see them do like a a revamped stereo bloom. Um, and then you have Corona electric beach, which I always say is such a vibe. I love spending a couple sets there. Mm -hmm. It's it's a standout stage. It's got like it's actual beach. So it's got sand there. So it was a little bit of a mess on Friday because the sand was pretty (laughs) wet. But um, there were some really cool acts that we got to see there. So when we ended the festival with um, Blue Clear, Back to Back, Matroda, and we were all together for that. So that was like, that was a vibe. <laughs> for yeah. sure. And yeah, I will yeah. say, like, don't underestimate that stage. I usually yeah. kind of walk past it. I'm like, there's circuit grounds, there's kinetic, you know, there's all these major stages. And it is a, it is a smaller stage, but the vibes there are 10 out of 10. I've never yeah. gone there and had a bad experience. Um, and so when we went there the last night, that was basically the only time that I went there. And it was one of my favorite yeah. moments in the whole weekend. I agree with you. Yeah, no, it's, it's always fun. I had a lot of fun there last, last fall as well, but 
that's kind of it. There is the art car. I actually didn't go over to Pixel Forest area at all or the art art car at all. They moved it over to that area kind of off to the side. Um, But I like could hear it from far away. And I I know a couple like artists played there that I wanted to see, but you do have that option as well. Um, I want to talk about VIP a little bit too, if anybody's interested in doing VIP in the future, just chat a little bit about what your options are there because each of the stages had VIP, which was pretty cool. So there was like a really big area at Kinetic. Circuit Grounds is massive. And then Neon did have VIP and Stereo Bloom did have like a, a smaller VIP as well. But um, what what were your thoughts on the Kinetic VIP area? I actually think it was probably my second favorite area um, because they had that that sky deck. I, I'm not sure exactly oh, yeah. what it's called to stand on. So if you wanted to kind of get above the crowd, you could. Um, there was more than enough room to stand up there. Um, and then we kind of stayed towards the back, towards that area. And I'm a person who I'm not going to have fun if I don't have room to dance, right? Like yeah. I want to jump around, I want to headbang, I want to shake my ass to the fullest extent possible. <laughs> Um, and we had the opportunity to do that there. And we had so many people in our group that we were able to spread out and all of us had enough room to mm-hmm. kind of wiggle our butts. So I, I was a big fan of it there. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I had never gone in and I had VIP last year. I just didn't. I just didn't. It was huge. You did have um, your own food, bars, trailer bathrooms. Lunatics had a beauty bar in there. I, I liked the area we stood for above and beyond in Chris Lake. We kind of stood like around the front left in front of the sky deck and yeah great view plenty of space I, I think it was definitely worth it for that the bathrooms did have lines a lot of the time but they did move like relatively quickly so that was good and I know um beatbox which always happens ended up selling out in a lot of bars on Sunday but there was one bar in VIP that still had them so I was like yes that that is a nice perk but um that area was cool i think we collectively agree on circuit grounds having the best vip area i think that's probably your number one <laughs> yeah absolutely there was so much space so much room there were like the best um water refill stations in there the bathroom lines were long but they did move very quickly um and even the dance floor room that was my number one uh, yeah. again right out we were really really close to the stage too it was it was mm-hmm. a great view yeah, I it's my favorite every year. I love the Circuit Grounds mm-hmm. VIP. It felt like they made it even bigger. Like the it cut into a huge chunk of like the front right of the stage. Yeah. Same thing. Like you walked right up to the front for dimension. Like mm-hmm. I, I I think VIP is worth it at this festival if you need more space. And then on top of that, same thing. Like so many food options, so many bar options in there. There was a VIP concierge service that I saw people. They had like sunscreen that people were spraying and stuff. There was a candy deodorant. <laughs> deodorant. Yeah. Like there was plenty of that kind of stuff in there for you too. And then what I said, I like about them is it's attached to the stadium. So you have the stadium bathrooms, which are like stall bathrooms with sinks. I was in there like directing traffic, like a rave mom, because <laughs> the women's bathroom kept getting like the line kept getting so long and people didn't realize like there was the front stalls and the back stalls and all the women were just waiting for the front. And I had to keep going in and being like back stalls, back stalls, back stalls, like stop <laughs> waiting for the front ones. And then the line would start like moving. But um, I ended up doing a locker this year. I'm like a locker bitch. Now I get one at every festival now, just in case like you never know. I ended up buying merch. Like, so you had the options of picking VIP lockers. I think at 
neon garden or at circuit grounds. And then there were GA lockers. So I picked VIP lockers at circuit grounds and that ended up being, um, a great option. I grabbed like one of the bigger ones. So that was really nice to throw stuff in all weekend. And yeah, I agree. I think that that VIP area was good. The two things I'll say about neon garden. So I think they need to still work on the placement because it was all the way on the right side at neon garden. And most of VIP was behind the speakers and the shipping containers. So for like John Summit, we were like behind the shipping container. So you couldn't see. And then the speakers yeah. were in front of you. So you it wasn't that loud. And then it cut in a little bit into GA in front of the shipping containers, but not a lot. So that yeah. was the only thing. I was like, there was a little bit. It was very narrow of a space. Totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, it was kind of behind those trailers. And so they had those, you know, mm-hmm. bars or those railings. And so if you almost didn't get up to the rail, it was very difficult to kind of cut and see. Yeah. Um, that was also my least favorite VIP just because of how muddy it was. Um, and yeah. also it was the most overcrowded for me. It just yeah. felt like it was very confined. The bathroom lines were kind of long. Um, so yeah. we actually ended up kind of shifting back out to GA. And I thought that was more enjoyable than yeah. being in VIP just for that stage. Totally agree. Yeah, we moved. So during, we stayed in VIP for John Summit, which I think was a good idea based on how crowded <laughs> apparently John mm-hmm. said oh, was. Totally. <laughs> so that was definitely the move. And we got there early for that. But yeah, the lines, it was only like, maybe two or three trailers and then porta potties. So I use the porta potties every time. It just was too fucking crowded in there. So for Green Velvet, we moved to GA in the back and had like ample space and room to dance and it was way fucking better. So I agree. And, and then Stereo Bloom, same thing, pretty small area. Um, There's no bathrooms in there. There was like one bar, but if you just like wanted to stand a little closer, uh, you could have. So I think that really? was kind of everything for VIP. I want to just chat crowd because I know- that is definitely a big thing that people ask about. You've touched on it a little bit, but um, any memorable moments from the crowd or any thoughts on the people attending EDC Orlando? Yeah. Um, so for Lunchbox, we also kind of do an interview series. And one of my favorite questions, it's so genuine and it always kind of pulls on my heartstrings is, you know, what does plur mean to you? Um, and I think out of all the times I asked, only one person knew what plur was or what it stood for. Oh, wow. um, really kind of surprised me and you know reading Facebook group comments and whatnot it seemed to be a similar situation where um people said there was kind of a lack of maybe trading candy or people didn't know what plur stand stood for um but other than that like it seemed like a good vibe I will say it the vibes were different at every single stage um Mm -hmm. circuit grounds was good when we saw Wooly um which I believe was Sunday um we made our way to the front. It was great. But then on the way out, people were flooding in for said the sky. And mm. so it was just like, again, shuffling. And it felt like a very crowd surging moment. Yeah. Um, I feel Michelle. So I grabbed on a Michelle and I closed my eyes and I was like, lead the way you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look. I can't look. Um, but there were no like negative interactions. Everyone was super kind. Um, I will say like, we did run into our friends that we had made at Slumberland. Uh, mm-hmm. nights before and we ended up kind of grouping together and staying together which was so nice to kind of have those bonds to just kind of cling on to throughout yeah. the best that's awesome to hear and what happened with michelle's phone oh yes um so michelle had lost her phone uh, we believe it kind of just had fell out of her bag 
Um, so it just was a very sour taste in our mouths. We were like, oh, like this really sucks for her, but the kindest human being, um, <laughs> I don't know his name. I wish I would know his name, um, had called Leo. Michelle had set Leo's phone number as her background, which is mm, such a pro so tip. Smart. So yeah. Set a phone number as your background. Um, and he had called Leo. I can't believe they had service. It was like, meet me at Pixel Forest. I have this phone, yada, yada, yada. So wow. he ended up showing up you know, giving her her phone. And he was like, you know, I lost my phone at Lost Lands and I wish somebody would have done this for me. So Aww. I'm just one else. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Oh my that's God. Awesome. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing on, on top. I mean, that is the best case scenario, but mm-hmm. like we mentioned, like obviously we're involved with Lunchbox, but like, this is why we 10 out of 10 recommend getting Lunchboxes because I, we had our meetup on Saturday and I ran into multiple people who all said they got theirs stolen or lost at Alice in Wonderland set at Kinetic on Friday, which usually like at Kinetic Field, that's the busiest stage. So that's where people get their phones stolen. Um, I had friends who were just drunk or fucked up or whatever, and their phone fell out of their pocket or who knows what happens, but that happens very like, and same thing. And it always surprises me. People are like, it was in a fanny pack or it was in my pocket. And I'm like, how have people not learned at this point? So we cannot recommend Lunchbox anymore, you guys. Code Capotis saves you $11 off your pack. Load up on it. We've got Snack and Sling as well. Um, discount codes will all be below, but cannot Love recommend it. an anti-theft back bag more. I didn't have a single concern. I haven't had a single problem mm-hmm. in the three and a half years I've had this bag. And I think you can attest to yeah. that as totally. well. But there was a lot yeah. of lunch boxes at this festival, which was very cool oh, to see. Me. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> if you ask any lunchbox team member, like we genuinely just want to make sure that you don't lose your stuff, whether you purchase a lunchbox or any anti-theft kind of pack. We just want you guys to be safe. We don't want you to lose your belongings. People mm-hmm. really don't think that that is going to happen to them until it yeah. happens to them. You're going to lose your thousand dollar phone and it's really just going to kind of ruin your whole festival experience. So just yeah. be safe, smart, keep track of your belongings for sure. A hundred percent. And I think my only other stuff to echo with the crowd, I mean, I pers- I know some people feel differently. I personally didn't have like a single bad interaction. The only time I noticed like shoving was at Kinetic Field, which is main stage. And it would be like groups of friends who would like have a train and like they would just mm-hmm. shove through you. So there were a couple of times that we didn't get the excuse me's, which bothered me. But then it wasn't a lot. I felt like it was few and far between. And everyone I inter- interacted with seemed to be pretty cool. But again, we had a bigger group. So I feel like I was interacting with our group a lot. Um, but I will say our meetup, I want to plug our meetup that we had on Saturday with the lunchbox fam and the rave culture cask community. Like I always look forward to our one at Orlando. It's always, there's so many people. It's the best like highlight of my weekend is just like hugging you and trading candy and hearing your stories in person. And there's just like an electric vibe. It's so cool seeing everyone interacting with each other. We took a big group photo. Like Saturday was definitely a highlight. Like that was one of the best moments. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, within the the lunchbox community and the rave culture cast community, like people that you kind of chat with online or in the groups, Mm -hmm. like I had people I kind of, you know, chatted with before who went out of their way, made me a custom perler and gave it to me as a gift. Like it's that extra layer of friendship that is so easy and so minimal, but it literally yeah. means the most. It was awesome. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I know. I love, I love that. That's one of my favorite moments. And we did that like relatively early on, on Saturday. And again, you see, like there were so many times cause we, Tom had the lunchbox totem. So I do love that because people will 
kind of come mm-hmm. out of the crowd and they'll come over and they'll be like lunchbox video. Oh, so yeah. that's always, yeah, like so fun. And again, just like running into people we met at Summerland at the festival, like our neighbors at Summerland, I got to run into them at Blue Claire and the loyalty lab members from lunchbox. Like we hung out with them a lot throughout the weekend. So yeah, I don't know. I think the vibes are, are pretty good there. There's always stuff to learn, but um, yeah, that was really fun. I'm trying to think anything else. I know uh, it definitely felt like there was a lot of trash everywhere. Like de- people weren't doing the best job of like throwing things in the garbage. I did notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's leave no trace, you guys. Like for me personally, if I have a beatbox, if I have a can, I'll crush it on the ground and I'll throw it in my pocket. Wait till I get to a trash area. I mean, when we left, it was just like you were step, it felt like I was stepping on a layer of trash, which, which yeah. is not a, not the vibe you got guys. It. Yeah, we yeah. gotta work on that. One of my pheromones for John, John, he told me about. So I've spoken about this before, but if you do drink beatbox at festivals, which you should, because it's the best yeah. option, they sometimes bartenders are legally supposed to take the caps from you, which mm-hmm. we know beatbox is like one of the best features is that you can put the cap on so you can drink it throughout the day because it's high in alcohol content. Yeah. So <laughs> the first day, no one took my caps. But I think it was Saturday or Sunday they did. And we usually carry extra caps in our bags. So if you pregame with them, save your caps and put them in your festival bag for later because it will save a life. And what what happened to you with those guys? Yeah, yeah. So when we were standing next to the, the beatbox, kind of the tent that was going on, um, I saw this group of guys walk over and they didn't have their caps on their beatboxes. And the one guy was actually wearing a beautiful custom outfit that he made himself. It was covered in rhinestones. Um, and I was like, I love your outfit. Got to chatting. And more of his friends were coming over with beatbox without lids. Well, in my, in my lunchbox, I usually carry like, like 10 extra lids going into the festival. Um, and I was like, would you guys like lids for those? Because me personally, like I need the lid to jump around. Like that's what I love about beatbox too. Yes, um, yep. they were like, oh my God, like, do you have extra lids? And I was like, I got you whipped around my lunchbox and a small cap. Uh, and it really just like kind of made their day. Like they were just so awesome, awesome energy. But yeah, carry beatbox caps with you. And if you see Dude, a lot of a cap, pass one out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I love that. I want to keep, we'll do our best sets last. I'm just looking at our Alan here. I'm going to keep, keep up the favorite moments um, tab here. But rather than taking you guys through like every single set we did, I will say, other than my number one being that I wrote down was like our group, which I say this every time, like the group always shifts depending on the festival. Like it's some sort of mix of like your friends or friends of friends. But this one was really like the lunchbox team. And I haven't gotten to spend like that much time with like all of us at once. So for me, one of my favorite moments was just like doing Summerland together, hanging out in our hotel rooms and then just spending time and like hanging out with each other. Like was the best. And I felt like I got even closer to everyone at this festival. So that was definitely a core highlight for me. And then like introduce Jaunty's not the biggest house head. So like him <laughs> being open to coming to the house set and like Caroline and Meredith seeing some people for the first time, like they enjoyed Matroda set. So it was like fun introducing people to new music too. That's like one of my favorite, favorite parts for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to speak to this too. You know, I was posting in my socials all weekend and it was a lot of house music and I was, you know, definitely enjoying it. My sister calls me and she was like, did you actually enjoy it? Yeah. Like, like, surprisingly, yes. Chris Um, Lake, man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like they actually threw it down. And again, at um, Corona Beach, like that was just 
10 out of 10. Um, so yeah, yeah, like you introduced me to so many different artists this weekend that I already have some house saved in my Spotify likes and I'm just like, yes, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that, that was definitely like a, a cool moment. And I will say on the opposite side, so we mentioned Jeannie earlier, but sh- like the experience with Jeannie on Saturday was so special. So essentially I had her on the podcast during the pandemic in 2020 and we've just followed each other on social media and stayed in touch. And like a couple of weeks before I was like, I would love to like push myself and shoot an artist set. Like I've never asked any of them if I could create content, like it'd be really cool to get on stage and, you know, do some behind the scenes stuff. So I reached out to her and she like guest listed us, which was amazing. And so we get there Saturday she was at 2 p.m. So it was super early in the day. And we got to go to like the artist co- compound area, which was really cool. And it was just her and her photographer, Rob, just hanging there. It wasn't this like whole crazy team or entourage. It was literally just the two of them. And then Jaunty and I, and we did a fun little interview with her. We shot some TikTok content and then we got on a golf cart and golf carted over to circuit grounds and got to like go on stage and literally just be behind her for her whole set, which was like, so funny to watch this like little human. She's even shorter than I am. And I'm so short. She's so tiny. And she just gets on stage and plays this like heavy fucking bass music and just transforms and like seeing the crowd get bigger and bigger throughout her set. It was like a proud feeling. Like, I don't know. I love her. So it was awesome. Oh my gosh. I think that was honestly (laughs) one of my favorite moments from the whole weekend. Like she was so kind. As soon as we stepped into like her little area, she's like, come on in guys. Like do you need mm-hmm. a drink? Do you need a snack? Like, what do you need? But to your point, like, she's the smallest, like, yeah. little human being. And then as soon as she stepped up on stage and started throwing down, I was like, had been right. full <laughs> capacity. I was so amazed, yeah. so amazed by her. Um, I'm definitely a super, a super fan now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. She she showed us so much kindness. Rob was so cool. So that <laughs> that whole thing was so much fun. So that interview is up now. Um, and there will be a ton of footage in the Saturday vlog when that comes out, but yeah, we were living our best li- life and that set <laughs> the tone. Like I knew Saturday was going to be my favorite day after that. Cause I was like, we've got the meetup after this. That was Dom Dalla day. That was John summit. That was green velvet. Like it was just like pure bliss the whole fucking rest of the day. I think Saturday was for sure my favorite, but, um, the genie moment was a highlight. And then there was one other highlight from the artist compound. I have to share with you guys. (laughs) So it was, it was also Saturday and we had just finished watching Dom Dalla throw down on main stage sunset set perfection. We love him. And then we decided to go up to the artist compound. It was John T and our friend Jose and I, and I went over to the insomniac radio team because they had their whole setup there and I went and said hi to them. And I was like, oh, what, what interview is up next? And they're like, oh, Dom Dalla. And we turn around, Dom Dalla is standing right there in all his glory. And I went over and said, hi. And he he like remembers me now. So he gave me a big hug and we were just chatting for a little bit. And I introduced him to you guys. And that was a moment to like be in the crowd watching this man do his thing to then like literally just happen to bump into him felt like divine timing. And he could not oh, be a nicer human being. He is so kind. It's so crazy. Kind. <laughs> Literally, like, and <clears throat> Jose and I were kind of just, you know, standing off, letting you guys have your conversation, but he could tell we were with you. And he went out of his way to turn to us, shook yeah. hands with us. You know, we introduced ourselves, but he's talented, attractive, kind. Like, yeah. <laughs> I gladly 
punch him in the mouth with my own mouth any day. Like, <laughs> he is just like, that's all boxes for me. <laughs> that was such oh, a good man. way of putting that. Yeah, no, he's, he is so, so, so awesome. It just was, it, I don't know, the timing of it was like, of course, it's Dom Dalla standing behind us. Like of, of all the people, it's like your favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just, uh, that was really, really special. And like, it just goes to show you, it's cool. I don't know. I had a pinch me moment at EDC Orlando where I felt like really proud of myself because I was like, I just kept bumping into people back there. And I was like, a year ago, you probably wouldn't have known any of this people. And like, look how far you've come. Like, look how many relationships you've made. And I love sharing that with you guys too, because then you see a whole different side of the festival. And it is like, it's different than the fan experience because now you're kind of like seeing the behind the scenes and this whole other world is happening Mm -hmm. during the festival that you don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like there's all this networking and like all these other things going on, like behind the scenes. That's pretty wild to be a part of as well. So yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was a cool experience overall to kind of like juggle between both, both worlds. But, um, I love how the next, the next thing on my notes is anal wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Jose. (laughs) (laughs) What a transition, you guys. (laughs) So basically, we just got a couple more stories left here, but basically Jose is the most ridiculous human being on the planet earth. And like that man's mind, but they had like this wheel that you can like write things on and they were using it for their interviews and they were writing questions on it. And then they like wiped it all off. And at the end of the night, I think we were at Dom Dallas set. I'm pretty sure. And Jose just starts writing on each of the like wheel slots. He just writes like anal BJ's anal, <laughs> like all these like inappropriate things. And then he's like holding it up in the crowd and having people like spin the wheel. <laughs> to see if they get like anal or BJ's. We're five years old, by the way. I know. We, were, we were dying laughing at that. Cause people were like, I got BJ's. Great. You're a winner. You won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a highlight. I have a video of that. Um, and then we brought it back to the locker to put it away. And we were like standing at our locker having people like spin it. In it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the anal wheel was a highlight. Um I have slap happy 4 a.m. giggles. That's all you. That is like so prime time. When we just every night, like when we would all kind of come back together and regroup either we'd go back to the room try to beatbox and go back out you know to slumberland and party again but those few moments that it was like slept sleep deprivation like yeah. running on coffee running on beatbox and even though we were so tired grumpy we were working all day we've been dancing for 12 hours straight we still had the best time like that's how you know is good vibes good friends like we were all still laughing like smiles not on our faces like still enjoying it so that was just such yeah. a highlight I could not agree with you more. Yep. By the time we got to Friday, I mean, every festival is different. I feel like some, some, I feel more well-rested. Some I eat better. Some I sleep better. It just depends. And I definitely felt by Sunday, Sunday was like a go, go, go kind of day. Cause there was like all this stuff we did at Slumberland during the day. And then I just like, didn't eat well. And I'm on like so much, I literally tweeted it. I'm like, I'm literally surviving on Red Bull, Sour Patch Watermelon (laughs) Kids. Yeah. And house music. I was like, it's not a good com. It's not healthy. But at that point, you're like, you're just on fumes and the adrenaline is just going. Yeah. And I I remember drinking a Red Bull at like 1130 at night. And I was like, well, I'm fucked. I'm literally not going (laughs) to sleep now. But um, you did. There was a moment where you were like, 
should I do Red Bull? Should I do another beatbox? And you were yeah. like, fuck, fuck it. it. There's no yeah. hope now. I'm really going. <laughs> I really, really just needed the caffeine at that point. But yeah, some at some point your body just like hits that limit. But no, you do need to eat. I had my island noodles like almost every single day. I did have like at least one full meal for sure and still drank a ton of water, took advantage of that. But um, yeah, we drank a lot of beatbox. We sure did. Really, really did. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I do have um, one more highlight I want to yeah. out there too is, you know, just because we spent a majority of the festival together and I was talking to this about the other lunch with other Lunchbox uh, team members. You are literally the best energy. Like when your fans come up <laughs> to you and they're like, oh my God, like, are you Emma? Like you are always so kind and so outgoing. Like I have experience talking to different influencers where they're just kind of like very standoffish. They don't want to take a picture, but you literally stop for every single person. And I'm just like, this is so beautiful. We're just like so outgoing, so kind. Um, and I saw a comment on one of your posts. Like I said, I saw you at the festival. I didn't want to be that guy to stop you. You looked busy and it's like, Emma will always stop for you guys. Yeah. She will always talk <laughs> to you. Like, do not be afraid to come up to her. And energy. Thank. I will talk too much. I literally yeah. just talk to people sometimes, and they're like, yeah. "Okay, it was great talking to you. Bye." And yeah. I'm like, "Emma, I'm like, shut the on, fuck up." Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, I will talk too much. That's so funny. <laughs> no, it, that's like I'm telling you. That's one of my favorite parts is literally like walking through the crowd and I'll just hear somebody go, is that Emma? And I'm like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. That was definitely fun. And I'm glad we had the totem. Like I, I'm not a big, like I won't carry a totem. So I'm glad we have the lunchbox one in those instances. Mm -hmm. Cause it's fun to like give people a meeting spot or like have them look out for something. So yeah. Yeah. And I got to bump into some content creators. Like I got to see Emily Dell and Alyssa corporate raver. So it, it was nice to see like some familiar faces throughout the weekend as well. Um, for sure. Again, it's like a, a more manageable festival so you can bump into more people, but totally. I'm sure there were so many other highlights guys. Like <laughs> I can't even think definitely watch the vlogs. You'll get all the other ones, but those were kind of yeah. like the main ones. Um, so I definitely want to end on our best sets. Uh, excuse me. I have to burp. I'm like out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was hard. I don't know how you feel like a lot of the times, um, because we're moving so much, there are few sets that I'm there the entire hour. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that definitely changes my opinion. Cause I'm like, well, if I only got half an hour of it, I can't give it like the full rating, but there were a few, we stayed the whole time, but I guess let's go from top down to our number one, who, who, I think you have your list here. You want to go through your favorite sets who stood out to you the most? Um, so Alan Walker has always been one of my number one artists. And at Vegas, if you guys were there, you know, it ended up being canceled due to high winds. So this was kind of my redemption to see him for the first time. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. I, Leo and Michelle were with me and I was standing in front of them jumping. I had tears streaming down my face. I was Aww. like, oh my God, so beautiful. So Alan Walker was like, definitely, definitely number one. Um, and then obviously Slander, the set killed it. They ended up bringing out uh, Tribeca and Wooly. Um, and they remixed Walk on Water. So it was a beautiful surprise wow. to see. We yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then Wooly killed it per usual. I saw Wooly at Lost Lands. 10 out of 10 energy. He carried it over to EDC at Circuit Grounds. Like, so good. Um, and then I threw Jeannie on, Jeannie on there. Like, that girl killed it. Yeah. <laughs> it so, so hard. Um, and it was just so awesome to see her energy. She got up on her on her platform, started dancing around. So she killed it. And then 
last for me was Martin Garrix. Um, it was very much a house heavy day. And so like, you know, after just kind of bumping, I was like, I need like high energy. So I convinced mm-hmm. the whole group to kind of shift mm-hmm. over to kinetic for Martin Garrix. Um, and yeah. Jose and I did not stop jumping for a single minute. So that was yeah. definitely a highlight <laughs> as well. <laughs> I have video, yeah, video evidence of that. That was on Friday. That was really, really fun to end the night. Um, yeah, those were great options. I kind of, obviously mine's literally fucking all house, but no. I had, I know there's a lot here. I, I have Jeannie on here as well, for sure. Like to see her for the first time doing her thing, throwing it down. Like she has a couple tracks in there that are like super high energy as well. And she played a couple remixes, which were really good. So yeah, Jeannie set was fire. Um, then I had Matroda, honestly, blue clear into Matroda. So blue clear was 7 PM. Matroda was 8 PM at stereo bloom. But Blue Blue Claire was one of my highlights because I hadn't seen him and I had very high hopes for him. And he's been one of my favorite tech house artists recently. Completely blew me away. Like every single drop, my mouth was like on the fucking floor. I was like, this man is going to be big. (laughs) And then Matroda went next. So I had Matroda as number seven, Blue Claire as number six. Like that whole time block was incredible. Honestly, the top five is like interchangeable. Like it really is hard to they're kind of like all equal to me in a way, but Chris Lake is on there. Of course, Chris Lake, every time you cannot go fucking (laughs) wrong. He is one of the best producers ever. And all of us were like together for that. So it was like Mm -hmm. the vibes of our group. Everyone was like, holy shit, this is such good music. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah, his discography is incredible. So like fantastic set from him on main stage. Then I have the B3B, which was Dom Dalla, back-to-back John Summit, back-to-back Green Velvet, fucking insanity. That whole <laughs> night, like the whole night of Saturday was insane. Yeah. So I have yeah. that. Then I have Dimension. Dimension was my surprise of the weekend. Hands down would see him again in a heartbeat. Um, he was not supposed to play the festival. So I was so excited because it was supposed to be Wilkinson, who I did want to see. And we just happened to be walking to circuit grounds. I think it was to like get water and use the the VIP bathrooms. And I look at the screen and it says dimension. And I'm like, wait, what dimension is here? What the fuck? And I'm like, I'm like, guys, scrap the plans. I'm telling you, like, just trust me. We got to do this. And it ended up being like, all of us were like, Mm -hmm. what the actual fuck? (laughs) You really did. Like we had a full plan and we were like, hold on to me. And you pulled everybody through the crowd. I was like, was nope, like, we're, going. we're stopping. We're doing this. I promise. And it was, he's, so he's a drum and bass artist, but some of the drops were also very like side trancey almost. I was dancing my butt off the entire time. It was so high energy. Jose's face was like, who the fuck is this guy? This is insane. Fantastic. I hope he releases that set. Um, <clears throat> and then my top two, Dom Dalla and Green Velvet, like, Green Velvet played one of the best sets I've ever seen. I think all of us were like floored for that hour and a half he played. And then that went straight into the B3B. So like that span of two hours was some like the most mm-hmm. fun I had the whole weekend. And then obviously Dom Dalla sunset set. Like, I love that man. Can't go wrong. No. Like dancing, shuffling <laughs> my little booty off the whole time. Yes, so, you were. Yeah. If you get a chance to see Green Velvet, do yourself a favor and see him. The man is very smooth. So all the sets are incredible. I hope they start releasing some on usually the, it's up to the artist, but some of them will release them on YouTube. So I really hope we get some of these sets released because they were really, really incredible. But I think that's everything guys. We've made it to the end here. There are, pro- there are plenty of other 
stories and moments that I'm sure we're missing out on, but would you go back, Chanti? Definitely going back. Yeah. <laughs> One million percent going back. And it is such like a doable festival. Um, and it's immaculate. So that will probably be like a core one for me every single year. Yeah. See, that's what, that's what I say every year. I'm like, I've done it three times now. And I'm like, it just is, it's that, I don't know. It's that good. I, I, that's why I feel every year. I'm like, well, <laughs> we always have to slot in EDC Orlando because it's not that far. It's not that expensive. It's super manageable. The music is like mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Every time the production's amazing. Like, I don't know. I mean, we didn't touch on transportation too much. We talked about it more in the Slumberland review, but traffic this year was pretty bad leaving the festival, I would say. Getting there, yeah. not bad at all. So there there are options for transportation, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty manageable festival. So yeah, I will definitely be back. We'll see. I'm like next year, I may take a break to do seismic because I really want to experience seismic dance event in Austin but EDC Orlando, like I, I will recommend to you guys every year. I think it's a fantastic event to to add to your bucket list at some point. Sure. 100%. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But I'm going to end it there, you guys. We're going to skip EDM news this week because this was a jam-packed episode. But um, John T, where can everybody connect with you? You can follow me at John T. Paviel on Instagram and YouTube. Hell yes. Okay. I will link everything down below for him and uh, all of his festival vlogs and everything. Cause he's vlogging now. And yeah, you guys are the drill. If you liked this episode, a couple things you can do since this content is for free, check out the links, go check out keen, try keen.com backslash RCC connect with us at rave culture cast on all of the platforms. We've got Facebook groups, discord, all the fun things. So come join in on the conversations over there and this will be up on YouTube and all the platforms you guys to enjoy. And I think that's it. Have a happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. I'm pretty sure. So enjoy your Thanksgiving guys. And we will see you soon. Bye guys. Bye guys.